3: Right, hi everybody, and uh, welcome back to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, apologies for our slightly late start. Uh, got uh, one or two things we're still working through here ourselves, but good to have you company. Sean Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw in the booth, and Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. we'll get to her in just a moment. See so if I can fire our timing screens back up again as everything's coming back up gently. Uh, let's head down to share now. IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship share moving into the last couple of rounds. And uh, anything of notes that we should be uh, talking to the listener about? Plenty of things to focus on
4: this weekend as we come into the penultimate round of the championship and the last round of the Sprint Cup championship. But that's for GTD. And since they're not out on track, I, I won't hit on that yet. But we've got a a couple of notable driver changes um, in our LMP2 machines of which we have two, the PR1 Matheson Motorsports Matthew McMurray still leading the championship, still driving in the number 52 Dalton Kellett returning to the passenger, or excuse me the co-driver's seat and role the Canadian who only has one start this year that was the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park which they promptly won together. That is a driver change in GTD. It is Catherine Lake being rejoined by Christina Nielsen this weekend. And they are one of three driver combinations in the GTD category that have both drivers won this race together before in the past. In the other LMP2 machine, that is for Performance Tech Motorsports, Cameron Castle's co-driver, once again, Kyle Masson. It was James French for the round at Road America, but all has been set right in the world once again. Jumping back to GTD, FAF Motorsports. It's been three different drivers in the second role there this year. It is once again, Zachary Robichon paired up with Scott Hargrove. So those two back together and looking to try and get Scott that Sprint Cup championship this weekend. Uh, further down the field. What other changes have we got? Well, we've got a new livery for the number 12, the Aim Faster Sullivan crew, and I'm going to ask Townsend bell about it at some point, but unfortunately, he drove the car out from the paddock and is not going to be getting out of the car before the session begins. And of other note, we have Compass Racing back this weekend with their McLaren, but we do not have the other Sprint Cup Championship only driver pairing of Lawson back and Gar Robinson and their Mercedes. They're not here this weekend, having announced at the last round that they will be running in 2000 and
3: twenty with Bill Riley's crew. Thanks, yeah. Uh, time's coming in. Pete Oterani fastest for Cadillac at the moment in the 31 red and white car. From Colin Brown, who's just coming to the pits in the Nissan and GT Le Mans. BMW to the front with uh, Jesse Krohn. Uh, check that. As Jan Magnussen goes to the top of the pile. Some people dining themselves in here. GTD Porsche Scott Hargrove in the FAF car ahead of the two Lexus, and then the Mercedes Benz ahead of two Lamborghinis. John Potter from Brian Sellers. No, 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 GTD guys haven't got it on the track yet. Oh uh, right, okay. The fact. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. first 15 minutes will be just
0: for the uh, for the, uh, <laughs> the, the the pro class or the prototypes and the, and GTLM, and then the next. Uh, 45 minutes will be everybody, and then the final 15 minutes of the session will be just uh, bronze-rated drivers in GTD. So uh, this first 15 minutes will give the the prototypes an opportunity to stretch their legs, John, really, uh, for the first time this weekend without uh, the uh, GTD cars in the way. So you could see some pretty fast lap times. And the quickest out of the box is, as you just mentioned, Philip Albuquerque. Uh, at a uh, 116.8. Uh, that's yeah, it's about three-quarters of a second away from the track record that was set last year in qualifying by Jordan Taylor, also in a Cadillac, at a 116.1. So time's coming down now. The car, most uh, laps anybody has completed is at number five car of uh, Albuquerque in the Cadillac. It needs to be the eight laps and just brought that car onto the pit lane back in black this
4: weekend for john edwards and when you come to WeatherTech tech raceway laguna seca in an odd year in a black car tends to wind up with you on the top step of the podium uh what's up with that yeah i don't
5: know i i wish we didn't have to have all these contingencies in place to end up on the top step of the podium but yeah, it's treated as well basically every other year um you know we were we were in black last year and it didn't work out but um you know we did actually get lucky last year and then uh and then we split the strategies and so you know at the end that strategy didn't work out but we did get lucky with a yellow so there was some luck involved with the black car last year uh, just hitting it up on the top step but you know hopefully i mean it looks like right now early pace looks okay but um, i think as usual this is going to be a tire deg race um you know the surface we walked the track yesterday and it's each year you see the surface getting worse and worse at the apex it's strange because, you know, this place doesn't turn bumpy at all. It's a very smooth track. So in the car,
0: you can't really tell the difference.
5: But when you walk the track and look at the apex, especially uh, turn two, you know, you can see the, the coarse pavement and those big stones that just peel the rubber right off. And so um, just like last year, just like the year before, it's going to be a, fuel, or a a tire deck race. And last year was even harder because, obviously... Uh, you know, we had the yellow outside of our, 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 pit window. So everybody put tires on and then we had to make them last. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't have any odd time to yellows this year and have to deal with that again.
4: 10 cents for the weekend for GTLM. Are you guys planning to double stint through practice sessions perhaps
5: where you wouldn't at other tracks? I think we still have enough. I mean, it, it's fortunately, fortunately we, uh um, we're not that tight to be able to, to affect our race uh, our race allocation because, um, you know, where you run into trouble because we have multiple compounds is if you really can only use one compound and you have two different ones, you're allowed to use 10 cents, but you might not have 10 cents of the compound you like. So, uh, but 10 cents is enough as long as we can, you know, spread our allocation apart. So, uh, you know, what we use in the race might not be what we use in practice, but typically the balance that much across the across the different compounds. It just affects your your peak pace and then affects your degradation if you use a softer compound.
4: As I understand it, you've got a pretty cool reunion coming up here on Monday as well. Uh, a bit of a throwback. Not, Not
5: you. Not me. I wasn't allowed to race in Formula BMW. I'm actually friends with Michelle Henn who ran the series and uh, I'm, I wasn't allowed to run in the series because I was too young. So I was forced to move to Europe and race Formula Renault instead, which is actually faster cars, but they would give me a license and Formula BMW wouldn't let me race.
4: Well hey, it worked out pretty well for you now. And BMW obviously letting you race. Good luck getting your win in your BMW this weekend.
5: Thanks very much.
3: Share down there in the pit lane. Uh right, where are we? Forty four, well, by the way, he go. was
0: he was fourteen, yes. Then, when he said he was too young, he was the youngest ever FIA
3: license holder back then. Fourteen, yeah. 44 minutes to go, Jeremy, and uh, beginning to get the look of a proper timing screen with the DBI's together, the two LMP2s, the two Oricas, 52 from 38, then the GTL field, then the GTDs, just the Mazda number 55, not quite up there at the moment, but that car hasn't really uh, turned a full lap yet, so uh, that Harry Tinknell is excused for the moment, at the very least.
0: Yes, curious, Has shown us four laps, uh
3: turned in, but uh, not
0: yet a flying lap by that number 55 car. Certainly very, very competitive at the front of the the chart. The top eight cars covered by six cents of a second at the moment. Juan Pablo Montoya just jumped to the top in the Acura car number six. That's the championship leader coming into this weekend. Just two races to go, of course, in the IMSS Sports Car Championship this season. Here, uh, the uh, two-hour and 40-minute race on Sunday, and then the 10 hours of Petit Le Mans next month at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. So the the Acura first at the moment, and then four Cadillacs, number 10, number 5, number 31, number 85, all them covered by one, what well, 0.101 of a second. Yeah, 0. 0.101 of a second. A tenth of a second covering number 10, 5, 31, and 85. And coming into this weekend, John, the uh, Cadillac's got a little bit of a break on the balance of performance. A little bit less weight, 20 kilograms less weight, and uh, slightly enlarged engine restrictors as well on that V8 power plant, so they've been struggling for much of this season, the the Cadillacs, at least most of of them. Number 31 car being an exception there, that's been very, very quick pretty much everywhere, although having said that, number number 10 car has been fast also in the last couple of races, but they certainly should be looking pretty good here,
3: I think this weekend. Oops, that's a bit smoky. Uh, That's That's a a smoky Mazda down in the pit lane not the number 55 car. It's others. the 77. They look like they have overheating brakes. Shea Adam is our eyes and ears uh, in the pit lane and should be able to see the smoke and vapour coming from the the right front of the number 77, which is Oli Jarvis behind the wheel there. There's nothing on fire. It's not as if he's picked up a bit of debris, Shea. Uh, yeah. As uh, the number 66
4: Ford GT fires up behind me, so I'm going to move away from the right side of the Mazda they've got the nose off there nobody seems too worried about that um they've got fans on that area of the car and they are just cooling off the brakes but there's no attention being paid to that they're doing some slight suspension change and changing shocks on the front by the looks of it so yeah smells a bit off but other than that no harm no foul
3: see if we can have a word with somebody on the team there to tell us what they think's going on if it was a fluid leak on there be very careful with brake fluid it's one of the most flammable substances there is in a motor car even more than the fuel normally accurate Juan Montoya to the top Had a bit of a chat with Juan in the paddock on Thursday wasn't it looking trim couldn't wait to get back on track and uh, see what they've got uh, for the rest of the field. Mazda, of course, having, coming off a three-race winning streak. Can they make it four in a row? On a track that, in fairness, they have been good at in the past, and they really should have won here in the past, to be honest. And they'll be looking to put that right here this weekend. So, for so long, of course, they were, they uh, have been associated with Laguna Sea again. They still see it as their home track, rather.
0: Traffic jam at the top of the hill, they're heading into the court through. The uh, track is now open for the GTD cars. So we've now got a uh, full complement of cars on the racetrack. Actually, quite a few cars in the pits at the moment, but the track is now open for GTD. We've got an- another... It's minutes to 11. So 45 minutes for all the cars on the racetrack. And then the final 15 minutes, again, will be just for silver and bronze drivers in GT Daytona it's so on the number six car for pablo montor's fastest 116.5 that car in the pit lane at the moment as is the second place car kind of a van der zander for wayne taylor racing a minolta cadillac that would be two Don kellett back this weekend for his second sports car start the canadian in mm-hmm. a veteran of the delights series and in fact they indeed did the whole road to India over the last uh, five or six years, Dalton picked up a plaque last time out, to uh, the last couple of races at Portland just, just a couple of weeks ago for being the most experienced driver in Indy Lights, 66 starts over, uh, just uh, making more starts than uh, Ari Leyndyke Jr. who had the, held the previous record at 64 if I remember rightly something like that <laughs> But Dalton had a, a winning debut in the Tech Sports Car Championship in that LMP2 car for the PRY one Motorsports team. Uh, that was uh, at Canadian Time Motorsport Park, his kind of home track and back again this weekend. to so looking to make it two out of two for that team. They've been on a bit of a street right now. It's Matt Murray who's been the standard bearer all the way through the season in that car on a streak currently of four wins in a row, uh, but with uh, three different co-drivers. Gabriel Obrey drove with, with him for the uh, first two of those starts. That was at Mid-Ohio and Watkins Glen, and then subsequently with Dalton Kellett. And then last night with Patrick Kelly, who made his debut. That was at Elkhart Lake, Road America, the last time the LMP2
3: cars were in action. Let's go down a share who's down at Mazda with more brake issues.
4: Fire on the left front, and there were flames, and there is an extinguisher being sprayed onto that left front brake disc, so that's something that Mazda won't have wanted to see, because once you get that on the brake disc, that tends to complicate things. And the extinguisher's still being used on the left front. Now they've moved around to the right front, and, yep, extinguishing on both sides of the number 55 Mazda, so certain um, brake issues that they perhaps were not anticipating
0: this early on particularly as that car's only just done a couple of laps it's now completed eight laps i think it's done three or four laps at the very very most sure you might want to, to ask if back they, in there with the brakes smoking that uh,
3: have they maybe. just put a new set of brakes on that car and is are they have they been trying to bear a set of brakes in it The they hated them that way
0: yep on
4: both cars
3: right okay Very odd. Very odd indeed. Live from trackside, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. FP1. Actually, Beautiful dip. Uh, maybe two of the prototypes out on track at the moment. Number
0: six car actually resumes. Dane Cameron's now taken over from Juan Pablo Montoya in the championship leading car number six. In the other two DPI cars are out right now. Number five, Philip Abakirk and number 77, Mazda, with all the Jarvis is just... Gone back out of the pit lane. GTLM, it's Richard Westbrook, the fastest time so far, 122.5 in number 67 Ford. Richard Westbrook and Ford Duke National Racing, good memories of here at Tech Raceway Laguna Seca, scoring the first win for the Ford GT
1: three
0: years
3: ago. Is that three years ago now? Evans. Last three races here as she rem- uh, Last couple of races here as she reminds me been BMW races Lamborghini leading GTD now that they're out there. That's Brian Sellers. He loves this place. Tony Velander, another man. Well, in fact, all the drivers like it, don't they? Tony Velander in the Ferrari, the 63 White WeatherTech car in second. Separated by not very much. And in third, it's Bill Oberlin in the 96 BMW, the Turner car. And that's going to be in Liquid Molly livery for this race and for Petite. But again, with the white, red, and blue color scheme on that car. Talking about the BMW number uh, number 24 being back in black. Yes, it Cron in the pits with that car at the moment. Had a good look at the Mazdas yesterday in the paddock, and pictures can't do those cars justice. The color on that car, when you see it in the sunlight here, Particularly in the uh, in the sun straight up above as it was yesterday. It was just afternoon, and the shape of that car and the finish on it is actually absolute, absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. So a few DPIs and prototypes <laughs> at the pitch. Both the Auric is in here. Nice to have both the P2s here again. sitting in 11th and 12th at the moment. 121s one for those two cars. And everybody fitting on one page. Fantastic. 32 cars in the Imsa WeatherTech Sports Car Championship field.
0: Yeah, and the only car that hasn't yet set a, a, a lap time in this session is a GTD leader, championship leader. Calibre 86, the Meyer shank racing with Kerbagger janey and acura nsx gt3 coming here with a uh, well almost insurmountable lead in the overall points for gtd a 37 point lead if they leave here with a 35 point lead and it's game over actually don't even need to be 35 well, he's
3: still yeah. five laps in that
0: yes yeah. and not yet turned uh
3: flying that but maybe no maybe this time. will get it out yes yeah. And, and there are a point, are there one point behind in the Sprint Cup, which is the final round this weekend, to, uh, it is to Zachary Robichon, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Zachary's driven for two different teams in the
0: in the Sprint Cup Series, the, the, the World Tech Sprint Cup Series for GTD. He drove one race, which is a crucial one for him, at Detroit for Park Place Motorsports, when the FAF team decided not to go. Other than that, he's been the flag. The standard bearer for FAF Motorsports, that number nine car, which is the car he's driving this weekend, Zachary Robichon, back with his kind of regular season co-driver, Scott Hargrove, two Canadian drivers then. But it's Zachary Robichon who's got a one-point lead in the Sprint Cup GTD driver standings. In the uh, in the team standings, however, the Maya Shank car number 86 has a 14-point edge over the Aim Vassar Sullivan Lexus Carnival 14, which is in second place in the team points, and then two points behind them in the Park Place Motorsports a 73. That's the uh, car driven by a couple of Californians this weekend Patrick Long and Patrick Lindsay.
3: Both of those drivers with us here in the past. Yeah, both got a
0: lot of success here in the past as well. For Patrick, I think he's had. Three podium finishes in the last uh, three or four years. He won, won here in 2015, was uh, second in 2017, and third last year here. So Patrick Lindsay, from, Richard from Santa Barbara, so he calls very much this his, his home track. and Looking forward to another strong run this weekend. That's the number 73 car.
3: 67 Ford now at the top of the timings in GT Le Mans Richard Westbrook ahead of the two Corvettes, then the two BMWs then the second of the Fords the 66 car Joy Hand in the pits and the two Porsches in the pits as well, Lawrence Vantour last in the Porsche, now what what we know then if convention is being followed, if Lawrence Vantour is in the car they're setting that car up for qualifying and when Bambi gets in, they start setting it up for the longer runs.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about this first session. Perhaps it might be, uh, particularly with, uh, I think everybody uh, kind of under notice here, that tyre wear is a factor. And it was tyre wear that cost the Porsche team at Lime Rock Park, where they had clearly the fastest car pretty much all weekend long, but just got beaten with a brilliant strategic call from Ford Chip Ganassi Racing. Making an extra pit stop. rush a set of tyres, particularly in the later stages of the race. That paid him to the favour. Of Brian Briscoe and Richard Westbrook, and of course they've used strategy to win here in the past. That was how the first oh, yeah. the first win uh, for that team and, the, and this Ford GT came here three years ago in 2016. And then it wasn't it wasn't tires was the uh, factor then. It was fuel economy, particularly
3: the uh, the ability to make fuel by Richard fuel Westbrook. By yes. Richard Westbrook. Yes. He was pulling it out of the air exactly. in some way, shape or form. The Westbrook hybrid system. Yes. The- <laughs> Yes. It, 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 oh, Shay says the pink, fl- the pink fluffy, fluffy slippers, slippers. The man with the lightest throttle foot in the racing world. Still kept his times uh, very competitive, didn't he? He did. It's a, it is a skill. There's no doubt about it. There are some drivers who are very good at it. And Westy is one of them. Man, you set him on stun as well and tell him to turn it up to full rich, And he does just as good a job. He certainly does. What a career that man has had, was often, I mean, in his early career, let's not forget Jeremy, he was thought of and sometimes dismissed by people as a, it was a Porsche specialist because he won the Porsche Carrera Cup, done well in, in Super Cup uh, won two Carrera Jeep, Cup GPs and two Super Cups, Nice. Uh, just a Porsche guy, yeah not at all yeah. <laughs> and potentially of course looking for a job next year I don't know what's happening with the four drivers from Chip Ganassi, both in the WEC and here in IMSA. Three of the four drivers were testing a master, or early in the week. Andy Prior um, along with Stefan Mucker and Oli Pla, uh, and Harrison Newey were all doing endurance testing on the third, the spare chassis. For Mazda out at Aragon in Spain earlier on this week uh, and Oli Jarvis I think was there for setting the reference point the guys at Multimatic in the UK doing a lot of work on endurance and testing on as I say the third chassis
0: well I mean you know they come
3: here
0: very much on a roll in the IMSA webtech sports car championship uh, Mazda team Yos after a, uh, a challenging start to the season Kind of as per usual, it seems, for that team. But they've come on super strong recently. They've got uh, three wins in a row here, so looking for four in a row. The bounce the performance, they've got a little bit of uh, extra weight here this weekend, just only five kilograms. It shouldn't make an awful lot of difference. And um, they, they're looking for four in a row. This uh, yeah, this This track here is certainly one that
3: has... Traditionally suited the Mazes. A spin for somebody at turn four. I think just a couple of Michelin's off the track. Sure, that, that dust. Enhanced on, doesn't it? it. it seems to be on the inside of the racetrack, though. You, yeah, be, yeah. on, you be over there. I oh, know you're right. I think there's somebody is off the circuit, or is that? A, no, it's an advertising banner. Yeah, you're right. Would have been right in front of us in our old spot there. Really slow
0: sectors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah the man's got you know, gone well here probably should have scored the, f- the w- first win for this programme here Definitely one year so ago when Harry Ticknell was pretty much out in the lead in the closing stages of the race and then uh, made an over-optimistic move on a, uh, well, it wasn't really a slower car, but it was a car that was uh, trying to stay on the lead lap and made a mistake, spun it at turn five and threw away the win, effectively, so he was kicking himself on that, but uh, lately that car has been super, super strong and that whole automatic and Mazda team, 2.0 organisation combined has worked super hard on every aspect of that programme over the course of the last year. And now, you know, I mean, they're not out of championship contention. I mean, they came from a long way behind, but Jonathan Bomarito, all of a sudden, with that streak of success, has uh, found himself up in the third place in the points here, equal with Elio castro and Ricky Taylor on 2.22, only 17 points out of the lead. So, uh, you know, the, the Drivers' Championship certainly isn't out for the reckoning, particularly for Jonathan, of course, he's solo in third place because uh, harry tickler had to miss uh, one of the races earlier in the year that was at uh, mid ohio due to commitments elsewhere but uh, in the manufacturers championship muck Mass are now 11 points behind acura that leads the way so that's with, with only four manufacturers it's going to be a a, a uh, Steeper mountain to climb, perhaps to go for the manufacturer's championship, but it certainly isn't out of the reckoning. So, Mazda putting all their effort into whatever they can to make sure the car they, they pretty much know it's going to be fast here and to make sure it's reliable for Petit Le Mans.
4: They're going to have to get around the formidable pairing of Pipo Durrani and Felipe Nasser, though. And Pipo, you guys have been doing a little bit of group bonding driving a Cadillac for the last couple
1: of days. Uh, first off, how was your road trip? Oh, well, mine wasn't so big. I arrived Wednesday. And I met uh, Felipe and we went to a concert, which was great. But um, yeah, the boys, Felipe and his friends have been going around for uh, 10 days in California in an awesome XT6. So yeah, it has been fun, definitely.
4: John was drooling over it yesterday when uh, we passed you guys coming into the track. But now you're here, you were the first person in line to go out on the circuit and you did a long run. How does the Cadillac feel?
1: It feels good. It's always always good to be back, especially here at Laguna and, uh, you know, the Cadillac, it's an amazing car to drive. Um, Sunny weather. uh, It's just perfect, uh, perfect to go racing right now. So, yeah, good to be back on the on the Cadillac. Long run, try to understand uh, how the track evolves and uh, see how it goes for the weekend. How similar
4: does it feel to a year ago when you were standing on the top step of the podium?
1: How similar? How similar is the track? Well, it feels it feels the same basically. Obviously, this year we have different tires, you know, a little bit to learn on that side. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great place to drive. Uh, amazing how different it can be with the sand and, uh, and how slippery the track really is. But a fantastic place and uh, iconic, really. So it's nice to be part of a of a race here.
4: Just seven points to the championship lead. Good luck getting it back this weekend.
1: Thank you.
3: Shit, Adam, down there in the pits with people. The uh, new Cadillac XT6 is the uh, is their crossover. Although it is, the, they will do a seven seater version uh, of it. So, uh, the larger than it looks. Cadillac trendy, larger than it looks. The Cadillac larger than it looks, <laughs> ST6, so yeah? First. I uh, saw it yesterday and it's very European in sizing and, uh, you know, escalators that are a bit too big for European roads, but this one looks to me like that it could uh, certainly find some homers in Europe. Was it to be fired over there? That uh, looked very good indeed. Seen a uh, couple of them on the road out here in California. Uh, at... Uh, at uh, uh, Ibser Radio, if you want to get in touch with us today.
0: New look on the number twelve, Aim Vasa Sullivan Lexus this weekend, shared by Townsend Bell and Frankie Montecalvo as usual. Mem SQL is the, the uh, new, is the uh, emphasis behind the new colour scheme, sort black, white and pink, and it's a stunning looking car. I must admit I was somewhat amused by the uh, press release that came out to announce that this week. Uh, Just explaining what uh, uh, MemSQL is, it's the, I can't can't resist not reading this too, it's the the No Limits Database, powering modern applications and analytical systems with a cloud-native, massively scalable architecture for maximum ingest and query performance at the highest concurrency. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, you know, look, we're we're in we're just outside Silicon Valley here, so I'm sure for the people, many of you here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, you probably understand what that means. Well, I'm afraid I'm old school and don't, but uh, it's certainly a uh, yeah a cloud-based uh, data systems here and 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 uh, cloud-based data systems just means you exactly. trust well, there's, there's else. more to that paragraph. I could read more, but you wouldn't uh, unless you're really into the. Uh, that the tech you probably wouldn't understand it, but it, but having said all that, all joking aside, it's great to see uh, MMSQL involved in uh, in motorsports and particularly with that Aim Vassar Sullivan team. And that team, they're still in contention, also in championships in GTD after a really good year. That that new team for this year, Aim Vassar Sullivan, Aim are the the Willis brothers. Well, they've been around this sport for a long, long time in sports car and open wheel racing. And for Vassar Sullivan. Uh, a, an adjunct to their IndyCar programmes as well with Jimmy Vassar and uh, James Solley-Sullivan. So uh, great to see that whole team here. And coming into this weekend in GTD, in the overall championship, uh, Townsend Bell and Frankie Monte Carlo, they're, they come in here tied for fourth place in the points uh, with John Potter and Andy Lally, but they're only eight points out of second place in the overall championship. I think the, uh, the Mario Farnbacher and Trent Hinman are out of reach probably in the overall standings, but it's certainly been a good season for Lexus and the, the sister car, number 14, is in third place in the points in the Sprint Cup, with uh, which this is the the final round of the championship. And in in uh, manufacturer points in the Sprint Cup, again, Lexus just five points behind Porsche, so it leads the way coming into this final weekend of action in the WeatherTech Sprint Cup.
4: Cameron Castles, Jeremy, and I were talking a little bit earlier during the Lamborghini session about how you're one of the luckiest people in the paddock, bouncing back and forth between the Lamborghini and an Orica LMP2 car. How different are the braking
6: points for those two cars? Yeah, I mean, they're crazy different. Every aspect of the car is so much more different. Car handles different, car accelerates different, brakes different. So for me, that's the biggest challenge, is trying to remember what car I'm in and what that threshold is, both on the tyre and the, the platform. Uh, the more I do it, it seems the, the easier it gets. i having a blast doing it, though.
4: Still have a shot, not only in the LMP2 Championship, but also in the AM Championship. So you're really concentrating on both of them this weekend. How mentally taxing is that?
6: To be honest, I'm trying not to really think about where we are in the points. Just trying to focus on doing the best I can, progressing. Making sure I'm taking in everything I can in every session. And the end result is we advance on points. That's fantastic. But at the end, I'm just trying to focus on improving.
4: You just want to win at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, some folks come out here to have fun. For me, fun is winning. Good luck, Cameron. Thank you very much.
3: Shit, Adam down in the pits with Cameron Castles.
0: Yeah, second place in uh, LMP2 at the moment. There's only two cars in LMP2, but they've had a super battle all the way th- through this season. Number 52 car, which is a PR1 Matheson Motorsports entry, that leads the way in this session so far. Dalton Kellett, it was, just at the time, at a 1 minute 20.7. And Carl uh, Masson, who is driving alongside Cameron Castles for Performance Tech Motorsports in the car number 38, his best time so far. One twenty-one point four in the championship. There's just five points in between Cameron Castles and Matt McMurray with just the two races remaining. So everything to play for in these final couple of races. And basically, uh, it's going to be uh, which of them comes out on top on the racetrack is probably going to be the champion as well. There's a big lock-up for the number 85 car, I think that was, down at t- turn two, the Murray Andretti hairpin. Mr Goikberg is at the wheel of that car right now. Currently fifth fastest, time set much earlier by Tristan Vautier at 116.9. So one minute 16.595 that is fastest in this session, that was set on lap nine by Juan Pablo Montoya. Second fastest, kind of a five, Philippe Albuquerque at 116.7, so just a, a tenth and a half slower. It's Jean Barbosa who's just driving that car at the moment, he's just left the pit lane in kind of a five. Third fastest car number 10, Jordan Taylor driving the car now. It's Renger van der Zander, who's fastest in that Conoco Manol Cadillac at 1 minute 16.8. Also 1 minute 16.8 for Pipo Durrani in car number 31. That's the second place in the championship coming into these final two races. And still only seven points behind Cameron and Montoya. So it's very, very tight battle in DPI.
3: In... GT Le Mans, Ford, number 67. Ryan Briscoe last at the wheel of that car from Tommy Milner in the four Chevy Corvette, who is out on the track. Then it's John Edwards in the 24 BMW. That's the black BMW, one of two here this weekend. It's team car in its more normal white colours. Jan Magnussen in fourth. So Ford, Chevy, BMW, Chevy, BMW with the 25 car in the pits for... Tom Blomqvist, Dirk Muller in the pits in the Ford GT number 66, and the two Porsches 912 and 911 with Nick Tandy, and, or should I say El Bamber and Nick Tandy that way around 912. That's how they are the championship as well. A certain amount of looking at each other in those two adjacent pits when we come to the race, because really the Drivers' Championship is only between those two now, the Manufacturers Championship I think so long as both cars start in the I last couple of right. races, it's done, isn't it? Yeah. Been a good year for Porsche, with the <laughs> Manufacturers Championship sewn up in the FIA World Endurance Championship. Good run at Le Mans as well. Uh, and looks like the championship here for Porsche. New car coming next year, final year of this iteration of the 991 GT3 RSR. There, pits right in front of us here. The IMSA broadcast booth. Yeah, new car coming. our
0: viewpoint, aren't they? Yes,
3: needed to be a bit higher up. Except optimal. we can't
0: see the cars, because all we see is a tarpaulin. And...
3: Out goes the number 86 NSX. Uh, yeah, been a good year. And are they going to give the current version of the Porsche then a good send-off with a championship and a drivers' championship? We'll have to wait till the end of Petit. And if it's going to be a set of their drivers, which set? 912 or 911? 9, we know how good Nick Tandy, Patrick Pilet, and Fred Martavecchi will rejoin them at Petit at Motu Petit Le Mans. And it will be Matthew Jamine, Jam Jam, who will join Earl Bamba and Lawrence Vanto. You can hear more from our championship leaders in our Michelin Countdown to Green on Sunday. Spoke with Lawrence and Earl yesterday evening at the Porsche of Monterey evening that we had. A bit of a Q&A session and some autographs signed, plus the race car there as well and they'll be talking about how they will attack the rest of the season with a couple of races still to go. 15 minutes left on the first FP session, so we should be going into the bronze and silver driver time for GTD, shouldn't we? Uh,
0: yeah, well, um, actually, I think that time, perhaps, is till the end. A bit confused now, I must admit, but I, I think that's time that's, uh, until 15 minutes that the prototype car still had to, to stay. Oh, I see. I think. I see. Well,
3: I'm actually...
0: Sorry, I looked up with 15 no, minutes I'm not to sure go. sure, because the, the session was supposed to started at 10.55, t- I think. Uh, then.
3: We'll try and work that out while yeah, she no, has no, to I work with Paul Halton the, down yeah, in the minutes. McLaren pit.
4: Well, it is a Powered by McLaren weekend, so why not come have a chat with the McLaren driver, Paul Holton, out of that uh, 76. And look, you're in sixth place in this practice session, going a bit better than perhaps you even expected this early
6: on. Yeah, you know, we've, we've usually, we are, kind of our pattern's been to chase our tail in the first session, so uh, it's kind of nice that we're not doing that quite as much. I think everybody's kind of sitting around waiting for the track to get a little better because you really don't want to chase the track with your setup in the moment. Um, just trying to get along nicely with everyone out there. It's a little challenging with some of the other prototypes that just don't seem to want to give you away. But uh, it's really good. You know, the new improvements they made on the track are awesome. Um, Made it a bit faster, a bit easier. But uh, honestly, it needs a repave. It'll be really nice when they do that. Um, But it's, it's great. We've got a bit of an aero car in GTD, and this is a pretty good track for that. So we'll see what happens
4: how much does it help you being able to drive the gt4 car in the session right before and get a feel for the track to then come out to the gt3 and really put it down
6: well you know i i got out of the gt4 i went back to the trailer and i told all of our gt3 guys like it's like driving around on like shopping cart wheels like it's like it's there's no grip anywhere you're losing the front immediately losing the rear back and forth so it's nice to have that that understanding of where the grip level was to be able to say you know guys we needed to kind of see if the car's all right and then kind of maybe not make too many changes because the track's going to get better.
4: It's going to be a good weekend for you guys no matter what but what is the goal this weekend? Best finish so far this year is eighth. Just to prove upon that.
6: Uh, I mean honestly the last two races we had the speed to be on the podium. Um, all right we had a fuel issue at Road America and we had uh, contact from everyone and their dog at, at VIR. Um, so I honestly think we have the potential for a podium here, if not better. Good luck this week.
3: Thank you. Now, sure, you need to hustle down to the Mazda, the multi Mazda pit uh, again, because the 55 car has left Jeremy Shaw a couple of rather large bits of its bodywork between turns 10 and 11.
0: Yeah, it has, isn't it? Uh, not quite sure whether there was contact with somebody else or whether he just ran off the road or whatever it was, but it's been an eventful session for Mazda Team EOS with the brake difficulties early on. Both cars came in smoking away on front wheels, and now there's two bits of uh, bodywork down there. They're, they're off the racing line, but uh, one of the parts is only just off the racing line. It's a fairly that's large big chunk it. off yeah. the cheese wedge, I think, isn't it? On the... on the uh, the. Uh, is it from the back of the car? I think it's it from the back of the car, Yeah. yeah. So just just off the curbing at the exit of the corner. It's a fast corner, that one. So it's all commitment there yeah, in
3: turn 10. They're just putting on a new... They're finishing up, bolting on a whole new rear clip on that car. You know, it's, it's unique in the prototypes that it has two sides to its engine cover. If you think about the old 1930s Bentleys, where the bonnet at the front, the hood, sort of... Popped up one side and popped up the other. Well, this is that kind of idea, except it comes off either side of the honking great fin down the middle, and they're they're taking that off as well. And and you'll remember, those of you who've watched the series through the season, that that car is still quick, even with bits of bodywork falling off it, as it was at Watkins Glen. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I'd say TMP as well at Canadian Time Motorsport Park as well. I think it's fair to say the car, as it got to the victory circle in both of those, was not exactly as it had left the truck. Yeah. Just off the racing line, those two bits of bodywork, which appear to be from the back. I, I think chase has got down there. show you down there now? Yeah, what, what should I be looking for specifically? Well, they've lost... to the rear end. I think they've already swapped the rear the clip on that car but this i think the right rear cheese from right behind the wheel has gone missing so you might be looking for the old bit that they've taken off
4: okay so i'll go over the wall and look for the damaged bit then because i got here and the car looks pretty, pretty spotless they haven't put a new left side on the engine cover yet but the right side look good and the rear definitely is new because that's shiny and it doesn't have stickers saying i'm new but it might as well up. um let's see over the wall and um all right, left one is back here. No damage on that. That's the one that was peeled back like a can opener at uh, Watkins Glen. Ah, I found the tail. <laughs> half of it is missing on the left-hand side, and it does look rather like Jaws came along and just bit off the bottom left half of the 55 Mazda, so that would be a rather large chunk of bodywork laying was, out around the circuit. It was
3: Jonathan Bobarito that was in the car, and I think he may have steered in the car, but I wonder if he can grab his teammate and find out whether there was contact there or whether he just it may have been here there are some quite uh, severe drop-offs if you go over the curbs here jeremy you might have just caught on an exit curb or something we we'll wait for she to grab somebody to find out what's happened there
4: J. Bomb still is in the car he's not getting out yet and tickmill is up on the stand and he's looking in the other direction so it might be a couple of moments <laughs> before i can grab him yeah well,
3: you've, you've got, got a, a few questions to ask them haven't you uh briggs Front end of the car breaks, back end of the car, lying on the track.
0: Yeah, judging by where those two pieces of bodywork are lying right now, which
3: is on the exit of
0: turn 10, I would suggest that perhaps they came off the, the, the impact, might have happened somewhere before. That's just kind of where it ended up, where it fell off the car, the exit of 10, but uh, we shall wait and see. Meanwhile, in the V2 ranks, the Performance Tech Motorsports, kind of a 38 has gone to the top of the charts. Kyle Masson turned a couple of laps quicker now, than the best of the number 52 that was said earlier by Don Kellett. So Carl Masson now leads away in LP 21 at 20.164 for Carl really the only significant change at uh, the front end of the order in any of the c- categories. It's still the accurate leads away overall, 1 minute 16.5 for, for Pablo Montoya. 4 GT of Richard Westbrook was fastest in GTLM at 122.5. A GT Daytona, it's still Brian Sellers that leads away for Paul Miller Racing Lamborghini caliber 48 at 125.2. Although it's only fractionally quicker than number 63 Scuderia Corsa Ferrari, it's a WeatherTech Ferrari, which was Tony totally vlander who we driver driving that car at the time. It's now a Cooper McNeil, who's got a huge amount of experience at this racetrack winning in all sorts of different categories, including Ferrari Challenge. Uh, and uh, that car coming off another podium, finished last time out at VIR. So looking for a good, strong end of the season for the number 63 team.
3: It's Corey Lewis at the top of GTD now in the 48 Lamborghini there. Then Keith McNeil, then Jerome All And Lamborghini, Ferrari, Mercedes, BMW, top four different marks. Ford from Chevrolet, from BMW, from Chevrolet. In GT Le Mans, that would be the 67 Ryan Briscoe car. And all of the GT Le Mans cars now back out on the track. So Briscoe in the 67 Ford. Tommy Milner in the four Chevy Corvette. John Edwards in the 24, the black BMW M8 GTE. Tony Garcia in the three Chevy Corvette. Tom Blankvist in the BMW number 25, that's the white car. Dirk Müller in the 66 Ford. The 66 Ford still running in their Tribute libra- liveries. So 66 is in the red, white, and blue, 16 Le Mans winning color. No, and, that's
0: that's back to.
3: Uh, that is still is the it, tribute color. I don't think so. And is the 67 car still the blue and blue and red as well?
4: Yep. yep. And the 66 definitely, it still has the weird stripes in the in the place that we've grown accustomed not to seeing it. So it's definitely 2016 spec.
3: It, it's hard to tell because it's very similar to what was the... ..what became the new uh, livery, but the red and the blue, not quite as uh, metallic. It's
0: like the shades, aren't it? That a 6, to, six, to six car, but the, uh, the, the Porsche, now, Nick Tandy has just improved on his on, his, on his, well, the, the previous lap, 124.3 for Nick Tandy 1245 for the number 912 car which was set by Lawrence vantor much earlier on in the session so curious to see the uh, Porsches running out, around there two seconds away from the fastest time in GTlm that was Richard Westbrook's 122.5 1245 for Bamba or vantor and 1243 for slight improvement last time around for nick tandy in number
1: 911
0: they've, they've done most of their running in this session on uh, on one set of tires actually i think probably have, has had most of the teams
3: well this GDLM. is a, this is a track where the tire allocations they always look generous but frankly it's uh 10 for the dpi's 10 for the p2s 10 for the gt Lamar's 10 sets, by the way, and then eight sets for the GTDs. They, they look generous, but around here, you could easily fire yourself through those in the early sessions, trying to chase a set up and leave yourself a set or two short for the race. And they're going to want to put here. Already, the teams I've talked to are discussing whether for tyres... It's a two- or a three-stop race. Yeah. Not not for fuel, for tyres. Tyres will be the, the factor do, here. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was the... Uh, most of the cars at uh, at Limelock Park elected to go for a two-stop strategy, but it was the three-stop that worked out in favour of Ford Chip Ganassi Racing, so that cad is out of the bag. Yes. Now, it was 14 minutes to go in the session earlier on, a little while ago, wasn't it? It was now 18 and a half because they've they've reset it. So it's 18 (laughs) minutes overall to go in the session, but only another three minutes for the prototypes and the GTLMs. And I think that's why Oliver Jarvis has just improved number 77, Master, up into fourth place, 116.6. And now goes to the top on his next lap in count of a 77, a 116.442 for Oliver Jarvis.
3: And that puts him one and a half tenths ahead of Dean Cameron in the Acura. Then the slew of Cadillacs, four Cadillacs from third down over. The five Mustang sampling car, the ten of Jordan Taylor in the gloss black Cadillac. Then the 31 Felipe Nasa confirmed back next season, by the way, for the wheel and engineering car. Their partnership with action express due to expire at the end of this season they've re-upped they've re-signed and Felipe nasa and people durani confirmed back in that car for next year which is very good news to have that confirmed right now and particularly with the thought of philippe nasa going to the ntt IndyCar series with mclaren it's not out of the question Only one clash, Richmond and Watkins Glen clash next year for Felipe if he was to go to.
0: Not not a million miles away from each other either. No. And Richmond's a a, a, Saturday night race. I
3: think that is probably a Saturday night race. Yes. So it is not beyond the wit of man, there, Jeremy, that Felipe Nasig Nasig could be a very busy boy. A busy boy next year. Thoroughly enjoyed his test in IndyCar. In the IndyCar ranks, when was that? Just before Rhoda Marrigan? Just before Rhoda Marrigan, I think. Uh, known to be on the radar of Zach Brown from McLaren. So with McLaren it's taking on the Richmond,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. With uh Zach Brown taking on the Schmidt Peterson. Mm-hmm entry in NTT IndyCar there's
0: the opportunity Detroit would mean he'd be, he'd be a bit busy and, uh, and Long Beach as well of course if, yeah, he, if he was to do both
3: that, that's running between paddocks or pit lanes, not necessarily between venues though yeah Hunter Ray's done it Bordeaux's done it
0: yep both of the, uh, the the LMP2 cars by the way improved on their, on the most recent laps Karnasson <laughs> Down to 1 minute 19.266 in the Performance Tech Motorsports car number 38. And Matt McMurray has all but matched it at 119.295 last time around in the number 52 car for the uh, locally based, Old, uh, Fresno, <laughs> Fresno area, uh, PR1 Matheson Motorsports. Now Matt Murray goes faster again, 119.073. a new fastest time overall in lmp 2 119.0 for Matt
3: McMurray. Now, the advantage of being on the pit lane and right next to Porsche is that I can tell you that they're changing the front valance <laughs> and the undertray on the 912 car. Ooh. And I can tell you that because there's a bloke walking past with the old one right in front of our window. So has that car been off? Is there a bit of dust on that car? Yeah, I am just is trying it... to find a balance. That car still is too two poor. still a
0: fair way off the pace of the, of the other contenders in GTLM.
3: Right. yeah like that is a brand a brand new valance and trying to see uh, configuration particularly on the under tray perhaps yeah why would you swap the valance as well is there a bit of a crack on that one there oh, can't say anything i think the same under tray is going back on is it it's the run away it's the uh, earl bamber and lawrence van to we're talking about Earl Badmer brought the car in. It drops down off its jacks extremely violently. It be, should be the end of the session now, I think, for the yeah. GTL. Uh, that might have just been a practice change mm. at the end of the session. It's going back up on its jacks now. Uh, we'll have a, keeping a weather eye on that. Shea is down at Mazda. Now, let's find out what's been going on at Mazda. Hot brakes... <laughs> Lost bodywork. Jonathan Bommerino has been in the thick of it. What's going on, sir?
4: Jonathan, it hasn't been the easiest start of the day for you. But bodywork seemed to just disappear on the left back. Uh, is there a shark somewhere out around the course that just came out and bit you?
2: Yeah, it seemed like that, honestly. I I did drop two wheels exit at turn ten. Um, so you you know normally you wouldn't expect to lose bodywork for that, but it must just catch on something the way the the curb drops off on the backside, but. Interesting first session for us. We have a little work to do. Our sister car was really quick, so we'll go look at some data and talk to the engineers. Both cars were on different uh, setups, so we'll go from here. But it's always good to be back at Laguna Seca. I love this place.
4: You gave me a little bit of a fright, too, with the brakes earlier on. Was that just new brakes getting worn in?
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, both cars, uh, new pads and rotors, and quite the smoke show down here. Yeah. But, um, but no, I think we're all sorted there.
4: You've been on half of the podiums this year for the prototype. It's been a remarkable year for Mazda Motorsports. What's it like coming back to this place, an iconic circuit that used to bear the name and know that you guys have a legitimate shot at the win?
2: Yeah, this is still kind of the Mazda home track in our minds a bit. Uh, Definitely my home track. Like you say, we have had some great success lately and hopefully to capitalize on that momentum and have another good one uh, on Sunday. Here's hoping to that. Good luck. Thank you.
0: Yeah, used to live almost literally across the street here from the racetrack. was a graduate of high school in Salinas, Jonathan Bomarito. Wonderful to see what he's done with his career. I mean, he started out in this sport. He was successful in karting, successful locally in some open-wheel racing, but he didn't have the money to move on through the ranks. But he's done a really, really good job to uh, to propagate his career and now he has been a professional driver for, for many years and is doing a fabulous job this season for Mazda. As we said earlier on, comes into this weekend in third place in the DPI points with just two races to go in the season. So a really good year for Jonathan Balmarito.
3: Penske just come in in front of us. That's the Acura number six. Now, Penske don't put their cars together. So they don't have two pits adjacent to each other like most of the teams. They elect to split them. And... They're just done. They've just put some covers on the rear wheels before they've taken the tyres off. I wonder if that's just to keep the heat in the wheels and the tyres while they take the the Michelin engineer takes the temperatures. That is now lifted off, and the rear wheels are going to come off. All the wheels are coming off to put a set of transport tyres on, which were treaded. It's interesting. I've noticed that before, but then again, haven't always been able to see what's going on in the pit lane. She Adam is right in front of us. Hi. What car is that? That's the 6. They just uh, put the, those sort of weird covers over the ring ah, of wheels.
4: Yeah, those are their uh, their brake fans that they oh, use every time fan. it comes in. Yeah, so it's a fan that actually directs heat out of the brakes to try and keep things
3: cool. Right, got you.
4: Yeah, that's the cool thing that I've been uh, sort of wowing over every time they okay, put them on I, ever since Daytona.
3: Now I understand. Now what's going on at the Porsche? They've taken, they've taken, it looked to me as though... Um, Actually, Shay, before you go, go well, you can have a look. Okay. Tell me what you can see. Uh, I, and then I'll point you to the bit that took off, and you can see if it's damaged.
4: You mean the old balance that's sitting up on the wall? Thank you very much.
3: There's a balance behind the wall as well that uh, that came off, so they're still working on the front of that oh. 912 car. What's happened there, Shay?
4: Um, Let's see if there's any telltale signs of color that is on the bottom of this Number one six nine uh, is the valance, so I guess they've gone through quite a few of these this year. A little bit of scraping on the bottom, but nothing too bad, honestly. Um, they tend to just swap them out at the end of each practice session, so it could be. So no that was the under
3: that you were looking at. The valance yep. down here, right in front of us, that's the one that came off. This it one. Looked it like there was a, yeah, it looks like was, that doesn't work on video <laughs> No, it doesn't. It looks like there was a little scratch just around about where the toe point. No, just a lot of dust. Uh, There's
4: no damage to any of the the flares that come off. And so there's no, it's just dusty. It's pretty standard, actually, for the Porsche team to swap out the bodywork in between practice sessions. They practice doing it in case they need to in a race.
3: Well, Tandy and uh, Richard Leitz are standing. Pele. Patrick Pele, rather, (laughs) are standing Further down, so we'll let Shea dive in there and see if we can get a quick word. That wasn't their car we were looking at. We we're looking at the, the 12 rather than the 11. Go ahead, Shea.
4: How are you, Patrick? Uh, it, it's been a, a good year so far for you guys three wins, and as you and Nick like to say, you've won the important ones because you've got Watkins, Glenn, and Sebring. But now the championship battle is on. Now that Porsche manufactures championships, you guys get to actually race each other, don't you?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good position for us. I mean, it uh, will be tough because uh, we know that uh, 9-12, we make no mistake all season long. We have a bit more up and down uh, in some races, but uh, yeah, it's still uh, still open for the championship. we will be tricky here. It's not our best track normally, and uh, we never won here, so we'll, it will be interesting with the strategy, tire choices and, and everything. But uh, yeah, it's still a long way to go until uh, the end of the season. Yeah, it's
4: crazy to think that in this era, I mean, all the way back to 2012, Corvette has won here, Ford has won here, BMW, but not Porsche. And to think that this is a track that you still haven't won at, Nick did in GTC back in the ALMS days, but that doesn't really count, does it?
7: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we won in the past with uh, with the Lizard and Jorg uh, and yeah. and uh, many times. But since, uh, yeah, the, the new IMSA, we we don't have the chance. We finished P2, P3, but never a victory. It was was uh, really close. But here, you know, it's really special, a really different track than all the others. Uh, strategy is really important. It's uh, many times a lot of yellows, and uh, tire choice is, is, is a key. Uh, it's it's quite hard to, to find the compromise between uh, speed and uh, durability over the stint. So, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting also this weekend. The t- the time and temperature will change. Uh, it will be a lot cooler normally for the race, so. Yeah, it's a bit of uh, interrogation marks for the moment, but um, we'll try to 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 get a win here. That will be fun for for us and uh, and especially for Porsche.
4: With how hot it is right now, do you not read too much into this practice session and then the practice session tomorrow, given it's going to be so much cooler for race deck?
7: Yeah, I mean it's always complicated to translate uh, the different temperature we have during the sessions, also the rubber. Uh, it's changing a bit, but uh, I have to say since this year, since we have Michelin uh, everywhere, it's a bit more consistent. But uh, yeah, we'll try a uh, different tyre combination and, and see what is the best for, for long runs. Because as you know now, we have to start the race with a tyre with a qualify qualifying. So quality is one thing, because here it's quite difficult to overtake. But uh, the drop can be three, four or five seconds at the end of the uh, race. So <laughs> you have to make a compromise. Thanks, Patrick.
3: Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff from Patrick Pele. As we move towards the end of this session, I'm just trying to work out how many minutes we've got left for the bronze and silver drivers. and uh, We have 12 minutes uh, left. So let me give you the rundown of what happened in the pro classes. In DPI, Only Jarvis was quickest for Mazda. The 77 car was just about a tenth and a half quicker than Former Mazda driver Dan Cameron in his uh, Acura. The second place driver then with a 116.5 against a 116.4 of the 77 car. So 77 Mazda from 6 Acura. Then the first of the Cadillacs throughout Barposa in the 5, the Mustang sampling Action Express car with a 16.7, 16.8 for Jordan Taylor in the gloss black Conica Minolta. Racing team car. Then the thirty-one car in fifth is Philippe Mraz in the red and white wheel and Cadillac with a sixteen-eight. So we're still not half a second away from Ollie's Ollie Jarvis's fastest time. Misha Goitberg uh, next up with a sixteen-nine. so tight, so tight in the top positions here. Misha in the bright yellow number eighty-five JDC Miller Motorsport Cadillac. Then the second of the Accuras, Ricky Taylor, last at the wheel of that the number seven car in seventh with a, let me see, 17 flat. So he was 0.558 of a second away from the top time. Then the Nissan of John Bennett and Colin Brown, the number 54 car, core car, in eighth. Ninth for the second of the JDC Miller cars, the 84. And tenth, uh, the second of the Mazdas, the 55 car, Jonathan Bomerito with a bit of a difficult session, losing part of the bodywork when he dropped a couple of Michelins onto the dirt. Uh, overheating brakes earlier on the two LMP two cars with us this weekend in 11th and 12th position separated by just under two tenths of a second 52 from 38 and then the GT Le Mans cars Ford Ryan Briscoe 67 for Chip Ganassi Racing by about three tenths of a second from the Chevrolet Corvette of Tom Milner in the number four in second John Edwards with a 22.9 sort of another tenth and a half 10th further back in the BMW M8. That's the 24 car running in black this weekend. Then the second of the Corvettes, the number three, the Antonio Garcia and Jan Magnuson car with a 23.3. Also on a 23.3, the second of the BMWs, Tom Blomqvist in the 25, the more regular white with the BMW M sports stripes on from Rahul and Lanigan Racing. Uh, that's fifth in class. Sixth is the Ford GT of Dirk Muller, the number 66 car with a 23.7. And then 23 4 and 23 5 for the two Porsches. And Nick Tandy just getting ahead of his championship leading teammates right at the end there. Tandy and Pele still in with a chance. Mm-hmm. Earl Bamba and Lawrence Vantor with the advantage at the moment. But they are 1.8 and 2 seconds, Jeremy Shaw, away from their best in class. Which yeah. is, Very sounds strange. to me like they haven't got that car dialed in. And. We've seen how sensitive that Porsche is to getting the right tyre compounds on it and decisions have to be made in GT Le Mans because you do have a choice of, of tyre compounds and maybe still trying to find their feet there. That's all I can think, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, it could well be. You certainly wouldn't expect them. I mean, often, in practice, you see them further down the order. They're just running uh, you know, lots of fuel in the car and, and you know, not pushing for outright pace, but... Uh... Two seconds? Yeah, that's certainly more than
3: usual. But They were telling me how much of a downforce circuit it is. They don't get into sixth gear on the front straight here. And they're piling on all the downforce they can here yeah. to try and keep the car under and through the corners. Um, maybe they've made a slight miscalculation on that and people, one or two of the others are running a bit skinny. We can't tell you the top speed. Yeah, we can't. Uh, have we still got the speed going? I'll have to watch on the top of the Cooper tyres bridge there and see if the speed gun's still on there. don't think it is.
0: Think it's, so we're uh... timing down here now, just a couple of minutes remaining for the GTD cars. Number 6 car rejoins the racetrack after six and a half minutes in the pits. It was Trent Hinman who's gone back out in that car, the championship leader. Currently only 10th out of the 12 cars on timing charts in GTD, but it is... Uh... Pretty close, just one and a half seconds covers the entire field and just 0.02 between the top two cars, number 48 Lamborghini and number
3: 63 Ferrari. Yeah, just a minute and 24 seconds. Coming up to 10 past midday here. Local time, heat of the day.
0: times in GTLM, by the way. GTLM cars, they've been been, uh, parked now for the last 10 minutes or more, but... Uh, the fastest time today in GTLM, 122.5 by Richard Westbrook. That compares to the the pole time last year, was actually a, was a uh, 22.7. The lap record, qualifying lap record, was 121.9. That was set the year before, 2017, by Tony Wielander in a Ferrari for Ricci Competizione. Also has a, the race record as well, 23.0 was the race lap record time by v in 2017, the fastest lap last year, Richard Westbrook, won 23.3. Let's say the fastest time in the session this morning, won
3: 22.5 for Richard Westbrook. Just trying to see if anyone is improving. It's not beyond the bounds of possibility that the silver or bronze drivers might do that. As it stands at the moment, best of the GT D runners. Remember, it's the final round of the sprint. Part of the championship this year is the number 48 championship winning team from last year. That's the Paul Miller Racing Lamborghini Then the Ferrari in second. Cooper McNeil out there at the moment, uh, at the moment, being a busy boy, he was racing at Homestead last weekend in the American version of the Ferrari Challenge. But he DNF both races with problems with his car in the first laps, having qualified on pole for both races the gap between those two cars, just 0.023 of a second between the 48 and the 63. 33 in third is the first of the Mercedes. And that is Ben Keating, of course, counting down his season here, having already started his new challenge in the FIA World Endurance Championship. Fourth is the BMW number 96, the liquid Molly car. Uh, and that's another half a second uh, further back. Then in fifth, the Lamborghini number 44, that's the Magnus Racing John Potter car, he's just seen the chequered flag and finishing off the top six is the number 76 the Compass Racing McLaren, Uh, almost a full second away though from Corey Lewis in the fastest of the GTD cars, so again good spread in terms of manufacturers there, so the Lexus a little bit further down than I might have expected and the Acuras, uh, to be honest, but uh, Quite big gaps for GTD here. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And um, we normally see to... half the feet, more than half the field in, you know, a second. And it's only the top seven here in a second. That's a bit longer track, I suppose, but not massively so. No, but certainly you look at DPI,
0: and we've got the whole, we've got eight, eight of the car, well, we've got what seven of the cars covered by a hair over half a second. So that's mm-hmm. really, really tight in uh, GTD. It's got the top four within a half a second and the top seven within a second. But, uh, you know, a couple more just outside of that. So, you know, it's still early in the weekend and different teams running different agendas
3: really during this first practice session of the week. Thank you to share, Adam, who's been walking, working in a very hot pit lane and to Jeremy Shaw is in the IMSA broadcast booth. Uh, we'll be back with the rest of the sessions of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship throughout the we- weekend, the only place to have full live and uninterrupted coverage. And, of course, if you... Uh, further afield than here in the uh, at the circuit. You can watch as well as listen to the qualifying session uh, from here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. That will be on Saturday. No blocks, no breaks there. And the race itself is all live here on IMSA Radio. Uh, we'll have that for you on the IMSA app as well. And if you're outside the US, where it's live on Big NBC, it's on the network this weekend. Lee Diffie uh, will be uh, making the race call. I'm not sure if Lee's here. This weekend uh, is uh, is actually here, or, or whether he's over in Charlotte. I know he'll be here next weekend for the uh, for the IndyCar, but Lee'll be leading the team at calling that. If you're outside the US and you're in a territory that does not have uh, a network TV deal, then of course IMSA TV or the video player at. Radio Show Limited, RadioLemond.com, will be able to get you through. Okay, thanks very much to everybody for that one. We take a deep breath and we'll be back with more action from Trackside in a few moments' time, live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show
1: Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLemond.com.